welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti with Thomas Frank Carr. It's quarter number three. We all know what that means. It's time to ask T-Frank. This is where we have T-Frank answer your Penn State football or recruiting questions or your life questions. We've already gotten some advice earlier today from T-Frank on life. So if you want to submit your question, download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask T-Frank button, and you can figure it out from there. T-Frank, you all ready to go? Let's do it. All right, let's start with... Joe from Scranton. Joe has an interesting question here, or two. He starts with T. Frank. Please tell Jim that it is not Lackawanna Junior College. It is Lackawanna College. They offer four-year degrees. That's this part one. Then he says, I heard you, T. Frank, say that the offensive line will not be better than it was last year. If this turns out to be the case, then Troutwine and Franklin need to be fired. Yes. Yes, let's fire everyone! (laughs) Oh, I love a fire everyone question. Sorry, continue. Tengwall and Fashanu have to be an upgrade. Mm -hmm. J.B. Nelson is better than Miranda and Wilson. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand how you, T. Frank, Mm -hmm. reach this conclusion. And before I turn things over to you, I'm going to address Joe first, okay? Sure. Joe, if you want to tell me something, you can tell me directly. You don't have to have T. Frank tell me, okay? You can tell me directly. By the way, I'm able to read. I even read your question. And T. Frank, Joe is correct. It Uh is now officially Lackawanna College, not Lackawanna Junior College. However, the football program plays a junior college schedule and play under the National Junior College Athletic Association. Yeah. So the players are junior college players, essentially. They could only play there for two years. Yeah. All the players are freshmen and sophomores. My apologies to Joe and anyone else who is a Lackawanna College graduate. My bad. It should be Scranton Joe, not Joe from Scranton, because he's repping Scranton pretty hard. So, you know, I I do my best, but this is a cross-pollination question. Um, So, you know, keep church and state separate. But this was a show I did last week on the BWI Daily Edition. Is the offensive line going to be better or worse? And I brought on one of my coworkers, and we had a debate-style conversation about whether or not they'd be better or worse. I let him choose which side he wanted. So Dave chose better. We said this in the show. I chose worse. And I just apparently did such a good job debating that Joe had to write the show. Which, Joe, thank you. I appreciate this. I I, I really do. Because I kind of figured this would happen. Of you say something, you do it in this style, and then it becomes... This is why I don't like doing those things. 
because it contradicts, yes, it contradicts everything else I've said about the offensive line. I think the offensive line is going to be better in 2022 than it was in 2021. For the sake of the content on the show, to try and have some fun and do something different, that's what that was. So just explain it to Joe and explain it here to anyone else who watches the Daily Edition. It, it, it's funny. You're, you're I, I appreciate right. the fact that, listen, I, I just want to say I appreciate the fact that he listens to both shows and he's that passionate about it and listens to what I say that much. Like, Joe, thanks, man. I love it. You know, thank you so much. But I just want to clarify about the particular show you're referring to. Well, and and he kind of gives himself away already saying that J.B. Nelson is better than Miranda and Wilson. That does sound like a Lackawanna, not junior college, uh, Homer a bit. So... I'll ask you, is J.B. Nelson right now better than Miranda or Wilson? Right now? Uh, no. Yeah. Physically, physically, he has the, the, the potential and the potential energy to be a great football player. But technically, no. Like his, his footwork, his mechanics, he lunges at players instead of moving his feet. He can move his feet. He's an athletic offensive lineman that's going to play on the interior. This is the danger of projecting it to be so. And it is on Phil Troutwine to get the most out of the guys that are playing whoever that is next year. I think J.B. Nelson, by the end of the season, if he progresses to the point, he could have a rotational role. You know, they don't have to play uh, five guys. They have gone before, and if they have enough talented players, they've played six or seven. But they've got to earn the playing time and the trust of the offensive line coach and the staff on the offense in order to do that. J.B. has some time and uh, to, to develop because he's in... Uh, class right now. He's a part of the winter lifting. He's going to be part of spring football. So he absolutely has the potential to be better than those guys. But on film evaluation coming from Lackawanna, uh, he is not better than them technically right now. And I know that that's kind of a wishy-washy answer, but it's the truth. And that truth is going to play out over the next six months of whether or not he becomes that plus his skills as a football player joe we may have gotten on you a little bit but we love you we spent half our segment answering your questions so <laughs> we're just going to declare the winner hesitate. now because of time. <laughs> like it would be in disingenuous if you didn't have the best question because we spent six minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds so you win but we're going to answer the rest of the questions what's the next one uh, okay an early win he's declared the winner early um just like on the political running uh, on TV yeah. where you get the check mark. So there's a check mark next to Joe's name. Let's go to poor Sean now in Danville, California. Um, no chance to win, but let's get to his question. Sean says, looking two years out, there will be a lot of space on the team. By his count, it's 26 slots. Mm -hmm. Actually, it may even be more than that. When also factoring in retirement, the portal, and early moves to the NFL, that number could be even higher. What strategies will the coaches use to replace players when there's that also that 25 to 28 cap in place? Uh, the same ones they've been using. You know, I, I would he Sean is clearly smart, so he knows the rebuttal of the transfer portal and all of those things. But the, the reality is, if you're looking at the numbers two years out, 
Uh, you know, it's it's an important it's important to have a, a sense of it. But Penn State is overwhelmingly freshman right now. They're overwhelmingly freshman and redshirt freshman because the transfer portal has gutted the middle of your roster. Juniors don't stick around. Either they can cut it at the your school or they go to a lower level or they go to a different school for an opportunity to start. People, you can you can say whatever you want about that decision, but that is the reality. That you, unless you're a junior that's starting, most guys after their redshirt sophomore season, they either play or they move on. So, the number of redshirt freshmen they have right now, and the number of freshmen they have right now, is not going to be the number they get to their senior year or their junior year at Penn State. So, I I don't know how to answer the question. Because I know that most of those guys aren't going to play and they're not because you physically can't play everybody. So they're not going to stay. It would be a rarity for the guys that are on the roster right now, all of them, to make it to their junior season at this point. Well, and just to add to that, T. Frank, another part of the problem is this extra year people were given because of COVID. So if you look at the numbers and I'm looking at one of the here's the plural again, matrices. Mm-hmm. Where that it shows in in 24, uh, there's only about 48 players remaining on the roster currently. Now, yeah. if you do the math and say, oh, you could only add 25 at a time, the roster would be well short. Well, that doesn't take into consideration what they're going to do prior to then, you know, yeah. in 23. Yeah. And then in 24, you also have the ability to push a player up a class or back a class, yeah. uh, you know, so that number, instead of it being 25, it might be more like 30, 31 or so, because you're moving people up a class. If they could figure it out already this past year where they had, you know, extra players because of the COVID and they don't have the allowance that they did last year, yeah. where those extra players meant extra roster slots. So, and anyway, let's uh, move on. Let's go to Tony in Philadelphia. Tony says, other than the weight coach, what, if any, contact can other coaches have with the players during the winter? Can they discuss strengths, weaknesses of the players, watch film with them, or do anything else that would be considered coaching? Likewise, can the players use the team facilities and schedule their own player-run practices? Keep up yeah. the great work. So um, I'm not an expert on the NCAA rulebook, so I'll tell you what I know for certain. That uh, two days a week, they have on-field instruction, but you, I don't believe you can use a football, and you can't run any concepts or plays. So that is the limitation in the offseason. Uh, and then the rest of it is, you're right, the strength staff, being in the weight room, doing agility testing, all of those things. So for the most part, it's on-field uh, stuff. Just going to call it stuff. So, and, and we see some of that in the highlights. You see some of that in the social media clips, the promos that they do. That's what they're doing. It, spring ball is when the actual on-field technical instruction starts. So it's like they can do drills on the field without a football, without running plays, and I guess, you know, my question would be, can't run a play. Does that mean a wide receiver, he could practice running routes, though? I would assume. And again, I'm not an expert on all of these things. I haven't been to, we don't get access to any of these things. For the most part, we get to access the max testing day. That's where we go and we ask 
previously Dwight Galt and now Chuck Losey about who's developed, how they developed. So we don't get to see as much of this as I'd like to know in depth. And maybe some of my coworkers or some of the other people that cover the beat would know more specifics about that. I am not as well versed in the rules of the NCAA partially because I just don't care. It's a bunch of information I don't need to know. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the kind of question that I know T. Frank loves. This one's from Jason in Quakertown. He says, I used to think of Penn State as a top 10 program. Now, are we even top 25 after the last two years? What percentage chance do you think we get back to top 10 in the Jason. next five years? Jason. How about percent chance we could get to the top five? Oh, buddy. Oh, Jason. Okay, so no one wants to hear me talk about 2020 and the mitigating factors of 2020. So we're just going to skip over that. Um, 2021 wasn't a good year. And I understand that that we are all, in a sense, prisoners of the moment. What has happened most recently, and if you're in the mood to be angry about what happened in 2021 and in 2020, you have it's it's all valid. You know, I personally do not take 2020 into account the same way that fans who want to ask me this do. That's just you're gonna get if you ask me that, that's gonna be what I say. So 2019 was a good season. And previously, they were a good institution, a good program. 2022 could go either way. I'm looking at it. I could see it go either way. But they are recruiting at a high level, and some of the problems they have on the offensive line are being fixed. So, yeah, I, I project them being better, and they are a top 25 program. Missing two years out of seven does not make you a bottom program. It means that you had a dip. But you're right, Jason. They do need to come back and make a strong case going forward. Very good. That's it for quarter number three. Joe, you are our winner. Stick around quarter number four. We're talking recruiting. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey. Played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. 